Hi, my name's John Kasher and welcome to Cash Talk, where there'll be no boundaries and a lot of straight talk. All things money, business, and just everyday stuff. Hi everyone, and welcome back to Cash Talk. Today, I'm joined by a very special friend and a, and a person that I've, I've been uh, listening to and being involved with for um, a, a long time now, Alex Pollock. Alex is one of the most respected investment managers in the finance world. He has over 25 years of experience in the disruption business model space alone. Alex is the director of Lost, Loftus Peak and heads one heads up one of the most uh, the best performing teams in the disruptive investment space in Australia. He was instrumental in bringing over Seek and CarSales.com.au to the Australian stock market. He has an in-depth knowledge in investments and, and global change companies and has features in many, many times in Comsec News, Sky News, and any and many other popular outlets where I first started to listen and uh, learn from you, Alex. Oh. So, Alex, thank you. Um, and thank you for joining us today, mate. Thank you very much, John. That's a, that's a fantastic introduction. I don't think I deserve it. Ah oh, no, mate! You've you've done very very well, and um, a lot of your uh, a lot of your wisdom and a lot of your knowledge is something that you know. For me, being in the industry for nearly two decades, is is been following your journey, and obviously, you know, very you know, of late of the last year or two, we've obviously started to get a bit of a, more of a closer connection and understanding you know the intricacies of what you do, and it's it's very very good to um, you know share a close space with you and be able to kind of collaborate on some stuff. So once again, thank you very much for joining. And a lot of people are, are, are itching to listen to this one. You're very kind. That's it, mate. That's it. Hey, mate, you've been in the industry for a fair while. Um, and I'd just love to know, you know, how you got into the world of investments and, and why you love what you do. Um, so, you know, out of, out of um, when I was a young man, a long time ago now, um, I kind of drifted into journalism, and I do mean drifted into journalism. And the only jobs available in journalism were um, in the finance section of the Sydney Morning Herald, where I was lucky enough to um, get a kind of preliminary gig. Uh, and I kind of found it really interesting because, you know, it was kind of clear to me that uh, the world really operates. Uh, you know, there's a political way that the world operates. And there's a social world that the world operates, but really there's the financial world, the way that is the way the world operates. And I, I kind of always have said that business is a blood sport <laughs> because, you know, you either, it's like hunting, right? You either love it or you don't. And it, it was really interesting to me to see how the world actually, you know, operated through business. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then I worked for a stockbroker, like mm -hmm. that was 35 years ago. And then I worked mm -hmm. for Macquarie Bank, and that was 25 years ago. And and then, you know, 10 years ago, I started, I left Macquarie Bank, and eight years ago, I started Loftuspeak. And here I am, an overnight success in 40 years. <laughs> it's it's so interesting. You called, obviously, business a blood sport, and I can exactly understand what you're talking about. And it's, it's you know, it also is not made for everyone. Um, business is, no, no. you know, for, for, for people that think it's easy, it's not. And and like you said just before about this overnight success, I think a lot of people even in business think that, you know, there's these overnight successes, but these stories happen for a long, long period of time. And now yeah. we look at like, you know, you in Loftus Peak, you, there, there's decades of decades of learning and, and, and successes and failures and successes and failures to now get to where you are. And, and let's be honest, both as business owners, um, there's continuous, you know, learnings that we're learning every day and, and failures and successes again. And 
you really got to love what you do um, to uh, continue to push forward. But yeah, because it's a lot of hours of your day, and and it's got to engage you, right? And and mm -hmm. I genuinely, I do love it, uh, mm -hmm. and and I, I still love it. I love it, I, you know, heaps actually. Yeah, it is, and I can see your passion, and and what, thus one of the reasons why I really wanted you to jump on. Um, you you know my passion, and a lot of my listeners and viewers know the passion that I bring. So I love to bring people who are also passionate about what they do. We've got a few questions, and to be honest with you, for the people that are listening, I kind of shot this out to a few of our clients and tried to get a little bit of feedback. And um, obviously, we're here to talk about a lot of what's going on in the world today, a lot of in regards to investments, and really try to, uh, sorry, Alex, unpack your brain a little bit in regards to some of the stuff that's going on. And just to put it in context, because this will be on podcasts and, and YouTube and whatnot, but it is the 10th of, no, uh, 10th of December in 2021, just so for people to know when we're recording this. So first I want to get onto is about the Fang M stocks. All right, guys, we're talking about the Facebooks, Amazon, you know, that, that kind of club, okay? The stocks have performed extremely well, obviously. They've just, you know, absolutely skyrocketed over the last few years. Do you think that these companies will continue to disrupt, okay, and therefore remain a core part of potentially Loftus's um, holdings and, and maybe be a big disruptor moving forward as well? So uh, the answer to that question is is yes. And the reason that the answer to that question is yes is because there's a bunch of things that they're built on. And and so, you know, let's unpack the first one of those things, yeah. and that's networks, right? Mm -hmm. So so plenty of companies have had a billion consumers in the last mm -hmm. 100 years, Coca-Cola, et cetera, you know, uh, General Electric. Mm -hmm. There's stacks and stacks of Boeing. There's stacks and stacks of them. Mm -hmm. But... But almost no companies in the last hundred years have had a, had a billion consumers that they've been able to communicate with on a moment by moment basis. And so, the really big change that's happened in the last uh, you know twenty or thirty years has been the, the, this ability to communicate on, on a mass basis, but on an individual basis at the same time. So, all of these Fangham companies, Facebook. Apple, uh, Netflix, Google, Amazon have the ability not just to uh, sell products to their customer base, but also to con to communicate with their bus customer base and to know what their customer base wants. And so the ability to add on new businesses is kind of trivial when you're communicating with those customers on a daily basis. So thinking about Apple, that's an obvious one, right? Mm. Thinking about Apple, they make phones, that's great. But but over and above making phones, they also have a payment system, which because all the phones are connected and Apple knows who you are and all that stuff, you know, you use Apple Pay on a daily basis, you don't think twice about it. The company's less than, you know, five or six or seven years old, mm. I'm not exactly sure. Mm. But it's already, you know, a multi-billion dollar company with billions of transactions, I don't know, on a daily basis, but certainly on a weekly basis, probably is on a daily mm. basis. Um, mm -hmm. And so um, they have what we call these, these businesses that come as a result of being able to communicate adjacencies. Mm -hmm. so, so the fact that Apple or Amazon or Google has these uh, consumers or, 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 or uh, customers that they can mm -hmm. communicate with makes it really easy for them to spin up a business, mm -hmm. in the case mm -hmm. of Apple, like Apple mm -hmm. Pay or Apple mm -hmm. Music or Apple Movies, same with Prime, right? Mm -hmm. Jeff Bezos famously says, 
every time I get an, an Emmy Award for a television mm -hmm. program, I sell more soap powder in Omaha, right? So that's the point, yeah. right? Because, yeah. Because, you know, you're on Prime and you're watching a, a television program that's won an, a, an award, mm -hmm. an Emmy or an Academy or mm -hmm. whatever, and and then they get to say in the advertisement, hey, by the mm -hmm. way, do you need, you know, is your wash, is your laundry full, right? Mm -hmm. You need a bit more stuff. So the, there's been plenty of businesses that have a billion customers, but there hasn't been a billion people that have a billion customers connected. I notice you're wearing an Apple Watch. That's another thing, right? Mm -hmm. So the Apple Watch enables mm -hmm. you to have, you know, your heart rate monitored. Mm -hmm. That's a, you know, and, and if you're, you know, you fall over and you hurt yourself, mm -hmm. it, it's mm -hmm. got a motion detector that mm -hmm. says you're horizontal and not vertical. Mm -hmm. It'll call the ambulance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So all those things come up as a result mm -hmm. of the ability to communicate. Uh, and that's, I, what, that's what drives it. And I think, I think from my perspective as well, too, you've got like, you know, going back into history, you've got like Boeing, you've got Coca-Cola, you've got all of those ones, which are those, you know, those big kind of names, you know, McDonald's is probably another one. But like even Macca's, you need to kind of drive in, drive out. The experience is very like Coca-Cola, it's drinking the drink and then the experience is gone where... You even you even listen to like Bezos, you listen to Zuckerberg, you listen to you know back in Steve Jobs. Um, I don't know the new one, I forget his name, but the the gist of it is they they sense that they want to continue to just get closer and closer and closer and closer to when it's like fully integrated. I was listening to Mark Zuckerberg's interview with Gary V, and he was talking about this virtual reality kind of experience that they want to do well it's not really virtual reality it's like augmented reality where you've got the you know whole star wars star trek thing happening where you've got like holograms of people of loved ones or whatever it is and you're talking and you're touching and you're feeling and it's like you know alex let's not have this meeting here let's have it in zimbabwe for a moment because we want to have it there and and literally it feels like we're there and now when you're crossing over to that realm, that connection between like reality and not reality and intertwining and connection, that's a totally different world we're talking about here. And when you've got Zuckerberg and people like that saying it, well, mate, they're, you know, Bezos, I know, and, and which we'll get on to moment in a moment, Elon Musk, you know, they're playing the space race because they can. I, they, this is not out of the realms of what they're going to no. do. For, it, it, this is it's where they're going. It's powerful because, you know, one of the next generations of VR trackers that will come out from Zuckerberg and others mm -hmm. will have eye trackers so that and facial recognition trackers so that they can tell whether you're smiling. And so you can be in the virtual room with your friend or, or more important for the, mm -hmm. at this point, business partner. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can gauge each other's reactions, not just through the voice, but through your face. So, so if you think about the way you know one of the reasons that the personal computer became really really big is because it was a massive tool in the in the business environment right you could we, you could create documents you could create um uh, excel spreadsheets like you know understand companies numbers all that sort of stuff and so uh, it was a massive tool of business that then everyone kind of went well i need one of these at home as well because i can obviously do my business at home yeah. but in addition to that i can do a whole bunch of other things at home as well on the computer yeah. so vr you know you could be in if, if you're a, an employee of ford for example yeah. and there's people all around the world that you want yeah. to talk to yeah. and you want to talk about the design of the next ford car right so you call up that design of the car and it sits in front of you as a, as a kind of virtual reality thing you say, mm -hmm. oh, make the headlights bigger or smaller or, you know, make the 
Bonnet do this or that, mm. and you, all the other people around the world are in the in the meeting room with you, and there's a whole kind of you, you're chewing through like hundreds of hours of work in just like one or two hours of time, because you know otherwise it's got to go across the world as a data file as a as a uh, uh, um, yeah uh, a CAD CAM file a design file mm. right it's got to go across the world and someone's got to interact with it and spin mm. it up and all of this VR stuff just circumvents the process makes it really really quick and mm. very very efficient and you get a lot of a lot of ground covered it's it's a, it's amazing where the world's going i know obviously loftus has a, a you know very much an eye on the uh, eye on this and and you know for me it's, it's it's so interesting where it's going to go not even just from an investment space just from a, like a a life specific, yeah. a, you know space where you know what my kids are going to be you know involved in what am i going to be involved with like even in my you know 30 odd years that i've been on this planet seeing the advancements you know i still remember walking down the street i'll never forget it speaking to my cousin going you know, this new internet stuff's going to be pretty crazy, you know, and just, you know, then now where it is today and, and you know, you have to look at like the likes of Zoom, you know, and, um, you know, what's happened there. And I think you hit the nail on the head when these businesses make them, these organizations make them so that it's right for business use. Yeah. And becomes a daily yeah. thing of business yeah. use. Bang. You know, Bang. this is, this, this is really game changer. Yeah, 100%. We've got, a, we've got a bit to go through. And obviously, we can talk about this till the cows come home. But um, Tesla. Tesla. Massive disruption company. Elon Musk has disrupted his own, yeah, um, let alone the co company that's there. So we've seen Tesla really kind of bounce onto the EV scene or the electric vehicle scene. And, you know, we st I still remember that kind of speech where it was like, you know, I want to electrify the car manufacturing. Uh, car manufacturing. And, and we have started to see, you know, Neil, I think it's probably nearly every manufacturer now coming out with an EV kind of model, or, or at least a commitment, uh, a commitment to. Um, so, how far down the track until it's a dominant force over petrol cars? Yeah, when do you oh, think oh. that that's gonna? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that this is, um, uh, you know, the biggest car maker in the world, which is VW, mm -hmm. uh, has has committed to a hundred percent electric range mm -hmm. in the next. By to be completed by the, in the next three or four years, I'm not sure of the dates, mm -hmm. and that's 10 million cars a year. The total car car industry globally is 90 million cars a year, so he, they've committed to 10 right mm -hmm. there. Everyone's coming out with a whole bunch of electric motors. Uh, it doesn't just disrupt the car industry. I've, I've got a massive electrical storm coming over mm -hmm. here, so if we um, if it gets thundery, just let me know. Yeah, that would um, good. it doesn't just disrupt the car industry, obviously. Mm -hmm electric vehicles disrupt the oil industry right and so you know if oil uh if the dominant uh motive for power force is no longer petrol in the next five or six years but electric and mm -hmm. then you know petrol becomes kind of more rare and petrol stations become mm -hmm. more rare etc then you get this kind of network effect where more and more users are on more and more electric cars and petrol gets harder and harder to get so you know it really has been a case of Elon Musk versus the car and the oil industry, right? And kind of he's won, right? Yeah, and I think, and I think, I think that you know, talk, let, let's let's talk this out. You know, you've also got this, you know, clean energy space. These now these government commitments to obviously, you know, bring down carbon emissions. They're really kind of, you know, trying to look after the world. Which you know, from my ethical standpoint, great. You know, we need to do this for generations to come. But, you know, this coupled with this whole electrifying the car manufacturer, you're right, the big players, you know, the Exxon Mobiles, the, you know, shells of the world, 
Well, they've either got to learn how to adapt or they'll die. And to think about, uh, you know, the good old standard oil from, you know, John D. Rockefeller, um, you know, these guys have got to innovate. These guys have got to adapt because if they don't, um, oh, yeah. I don't, we don't, well, personally, I don't see it slowing down. And, you know, for me, it's me and my wife looking and going, okay, well, are we already, are we going petrol or are we going EV yeah, yeah. for our next car? And that's conversations that are happening around, you know, dinner tables, I, I would imagine, all across Australia, if not all around the world. So um, it, it, I think that, you know, from, I see it, and, and, and like you've mentioned, you know, I think Loftus and you guys see where that's kind of, kind of the head. Do you see any major disruptions against Tesla? Obviously, Tesla's come out as this kind of leader, but how does that actually go with, you know, V-Dub's commitment? That's a kind of another kind of clash that we're seeing now, like these traditional guys now going, we can probably make cars better than Tesla. We probably can't make them in EV space. There's another competition brewing there as well, isn't there? Oh, yeah. So, the, And that's the central point, right? I mean, Tesla it makes less than a million. We've owned Tesla and, and we did really well for our unit holders, our investors. And that's terrific, right? But, but the car industry won't just be owned by Tesla in, in what well, now or in five years. Mm. You know, BW has got a massive commitment to, to be to electric. So mm. does Chrysler. Mm. Uh, so does Fiat. So, you know, all the car makers, so does GM, so does Ford. Mm. All the car makers are going that way. So Tesla is going to have a fight on its hands in the standard way that car companies fight, duke it out with one another, right? I mean, mm. no one's just going to lay down and say, here you are, Tesla, you can have the whole global market. That's not, that's yeah. not the way it's going to work, right? Well, maybe maybe those satellite things that he's got going in the sky and those rockets that he's going to Mars is where, the, uh, where, where maybe his focus will be in five or six years from now. So we'll wait and see how we, we go. So yeah, I'm, talking not going, of, I'm not going there, John. Not going there? Not All there. right. I've actually been saying to my son, I said to him, I go, mate, you know, would you go in the rocket? He's like, he's down to go for rockets. We're in the bed and we play rocket ships together. So my wife said, you guys can go. She'll probably get a break for a few years from us. Okay, she's got three boys in the house. So, yeah, I think I've already bought my uh, bought my ticket come 20. I know, I'd love to go for the ride. I just don't want to go and stay. Yeah, the, the fair. The, the, I heard the environment's not exactly uh, a good one to, to be in, but we'll see how we go. So a question that I got asked is, uh, can you give us a glimpse of the next area you and your team are researching? So this came from a client. Um, just like, where's your eyes focused at Loftus? So um, so we are focused on, you know, what Zuckerberg calls it the metaverse, people mm -hmm. call it virtual reality, you, and mm -hmm. augmented reality as well. Mm -hmm. we're, we're focused on that. It's a productivity tool, right? It's not just for playing games, although that's great too. Mm -hmm. It's a productivity tool. The metaverse or the or VR, virtual reality is a, is a great productivity tool. And we're focused on that. And, you know, we've always kind of had a commitment to not just looking at what's coming down, you know, a couple of years time, but generating return, right? It's, our job is to generate return. So it's not just kind of some thought bubble that we're having here. It's about generating income for people with, you know, super funds. So mm -hmm. um, there's ways that you play. We have been already playing mm. virtual reality mm. for three or four or five years. Mm. We play it through the graphics processor units that are integral mm. to it. And, mm -hmm. you know, we, we've made great returns for our investors through companies like NVIDIA and Xilinx. Mm -hmm. um, so, and as a productivity tool, Microsoft, mm -hmm. who was on the mm -hmm. stage with, the, with Zuckerberg for the VR mm -hmm. thing, uh, mm -hmm. Microsoft has already come out and said we are 100% committed to this. So, mm -hmm. so you know, we're already playing it through Microsoft. It's an important part of our portfolio. So, mm -hmm. so 
so that right that's mm. one then thinking about cars and alternative mm. fuel sources mm. so the 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 electric vehicle is great right mm -hmm. but the problem is at the end of the trip if you're you know it, there's a range question and then at the end mm. of the trip you might have to recharge the battery and mm -hmm. if it's a semi-trailer you're driving or mm -hmm. a train mm -hmm. or a ship recharging mm -hmm. the batteries could take days mm -hmm. there are alternate fuel sources like hydrogen mm -hmm. uh, which burns completely clean no carbon mm -hmm. dioxide in the mix mm -hmm. and if it's produced in a clean way that's a that's a source that's a fuel source that mm -hmm. doesn't require um, mm -hmm. a you know 12 hours of recharging at the end of the trip right it's it comes in a in a, a metal metal tube and you just gas up and go as it were so mm -hmm. we're interested in in hydrogen and alternate mm -hmm. fuels and alternate battery sources so those mm -hmm. are certainly two and we're mm -hmm. also really interested in genetic medicine the first person to be uh, 100 between 90 and 180 days without mm -hmm. type 1 diabetes already exists in America you know it's it's only a 90 day it's it's a piece of genetic med medicine that's that that works behind that but mm -hmm. that first mm -hmm. person type 1 diabetes has already is already more than 90 days through without having to go to hospital every, you know once or twice a week so that's coming right genetics mm. genetic medicine is coming mm -hmm. um, and so that that's another thing that we're kind of really interested in and focused on yeah, it's very interesting you talk about that because, you know, there's a big focus on obviously um, advancing the human race from a technological perspective as in like brain and thinking, um, but there's also in regards to curing as well too and, and yeah. those sides. So it's very, very interesting. And, yeah, you know, history plays out. We've always tried to advance ourselves and I think this is just yeah. a natural progression. So yeah. very, very interesting. Um, when... Just to keep it quite general, because it, it, it is a long-winded question, what I'm about to ask you. When your team goes to pick a certain investment, okay, um, it can be any investment, what's kind of the lengths or the research that goes into that? Like, I think there's a lot of people that sometimes think that investment managers or investments, like look at, I don't know, a Morningstar report and off you go, three stars and we'll add it into the portfolio. But... Can you just kind of give a glimpse to the listeners and the viewers of what kind of lengths, you know, Loftus say goes to, to, to add a holding into the account, into the portfolio? Um, you know, we've held companies for, for five, six, seven years. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you can absolutely believe that we've been watching them really, really closely for five or six or seven years. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, we do all mm -hmm. the... You know earnings calls all the transcripts of course we pull down the company's financial models so we understand in granular detail balance sheet cash flow p l going back five or ten years and projected out three or four years it, it's not uncommon to have a, a five or ten page financial you know financial model with you know two or three hundred lines per page on it uh, going out, mm -hmm. uh, at, you know, up to column, uh, to do column uh, X, Y, Z, double A, double A, B, A, C, A, D, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Not right. And so we, all of that work gets done at, on mm -hmm. a really granular level to sort of understand mm -hmm. what are the financial levers that move the company so mm -hmm. that we can work out where the returns are. 
But mm -hmm. before we even get to that, right, mm -hmm. you've got to do all this kind of work where you understand, like, you know, we talked about genetics mm -hmm. a moment ago, mm -hmm. where you, you kind of understand that there's something going on in type 1 mm -hmm. diabetes and that's significant. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. you've got to kind of follow the reading through and understand mm -hmm. how that all works. And we, mm -hmm. we've got an expert, uh, uh, mm -hmm. you know, a Harvard PhD mm -hmm. uh, genetics guy, mm -hmm. Dr. Rob Forage, who uh, works with us to kind mm -hmm. of isolate particular mm -hmm. genetics and his specialty is the genome right and he's mm -hmm. you know he's, uh, breeding the breeding of mm -hmm. sheep is something that he was integrally involved mm -hmm. in in australia through mm -hmm. genetics mm -hmm. um and so you know it goes on and on and on this kind of journey of understanding you never understand mm -hmm. the, everything about a company mm -hmm. uh, but we get a good shot Mm -hmm. and, and, and Alex, and I think it's a matter of for the listeners and viewers to understand the sheer length that you heard in regards to picking, adding, modifying a stock holding that's in a portfolio that, you know, the Warren Buffetts of the world, the Charlie Mungers, the Benjamin Grahams before them say that most investors shouldn't invest in single stock holdings because they simply don't know the details. They don't understand the fundamentals. They don't understand how a business operates. And I take this from a personal sense. For me, in a financial advisory firm, to then jump and own a Macca's company, yeah, or a franchise, I know yeah. nothing about its processes, nothing about its procedures. And for me to be able to understand that company, I really need to understand it, understand its functions, how it operates, its fundamentals, the fundament before I invest it. So for people that are out there that are potentially just looking at a price that's on the stock market and going, oh, that looks good. Well, yeah. on what basis? Yeah. yeah on what basis does that look good? And so... Yeah, thank you for sharing that that insight and 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 why another reason why I got you on here to ex understand that these decades and decades and decades of Alex and also his extended team. Oh yeah, this is where it's going in. Yeah, to get to the level yeah, yeah. where they feel confident to execute on a particular holding. And of course, we you know you know we it's not a one stock or two or three. We, we mm. buy a portfolio of thirty, manage mm. the risk through that. Yeah. and and take the return through that as well so everything's mm. got to be like you know obviously that's our work mm. right so. Mm. and so in inside one of you in one in, in um in, in your portfolio the other question is 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 there is there cash being held is there like a percentage of cash that you hold because there's obviously sometimes when you might feel that you don't want to add in like and what would that kind of range on a traditional basis and just for everyone listening um he does run a mainly growth-orientated portfolio. Yeah. So it is not going, we're not talking about your 50-50 balance. Like the yeah, intention yeah. is to get growth returns. Yeah. Yep. But just, yeah. yeah. So um, we we can't hold less than 1% cash. And um, in practice, we mm -hmm. would kind of really very, very rarely hold. And when I say rarely, it's only been once in the mm -hmm. eight years of the fund, the mm -hmm. strategy, uh, more than 20 um and we range between you know one and 20 and mm -hmm. we kind of we, we we take a simple view on this right mm -hmm. when things run very hard we we sell things and generate more cash and when things then fall you know we buy stuff that's as it were on sale mm -hmm. cheaper mm -hmm. using mm -hmm. that cash and we can run down to sort of one or two or three percent cash and we mm -hmm. just you know alternate between the one and the 20. we're more likely to buy mm -hmm. you know in a dip and sell mm -hmm. at a peak than mm -hmm. we are the other way around, right? That's the mm -hmm. whole purpose. And, and that's based on the fundamentals of the company that sits behind yeah. it, the researching guys. Like yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. just looking at the ASX and looking at a bounce no. and whatnot. 
based on the fundamentals that sits behind that. So, you know, even when we go, Alex, and we talk about, you know, the Warren Buffetts and the Benjamin Grahams before us, yeah, they're talking about the same thing. And you're just hearing this kind of rebalancing, these de-risking, this, this, oh, yeah. these, these strategy rules that are run through this fund, yeah. And for people that are viewing and watching, they're sticking to the rules, yeah? Sticking oh, yeah, to the rules, yeah. sticking to the plan. We, we've generated the return we've generated over, you know, seven and a half years by, mm -hmm. we have a process, right? Mm -hmm. And the process has saved us so many times, right? Because sometimes we think, oh, that's really tempting. We should buy more of that. And then we run through the process, check the valuations and the cash flows and, the, you know, the last numbers mm -hmm. and the last interviews with the company CEOs mm -hmm. and the CFOs, et cetera, and go, well, actually, that would be against our rules, right? And and we could have made more, certainly, mm -hmm. by, by breaking some of those rules. Mm -hmm. but we also could have made a whole lot less. And so we we have this, like, we are, we are externally measured for mm -hmm. risk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, we, you know, through through the strategy's life, we, mm -hmm. for every dollar of uh, upside, we generate a dollar thirty one of upside. And for every dollar that the market falls, we mm -hmm. fall by seventy nine cents. So that's our up, what they call our upside downside mm -hmm. capture ratio. This is not mm -hmm. my opinion. This is externally yeah. measured by people that look over us from a risk metrics. Yeah, right. so yeah. and that's the purpose right and it's those process and those rules that come out of that process that mm -hmm. that help us to do that consistently mm -hmm. right it's all about process 100 and you sp you speak in the same language as i speak as well too and i think the other thing is that as a human we get we sometimes either can get like overconfident in the investment world we can start to have biases come in we can start to especially as a financial advisor like i'm constantly you know um holding myself back because you can have a few good calls yeah and then you're like oh yeah i'm gonna run here so even for me for the people that don't know um, i'm happy in sharing this i actually internally have a financial advisor that looks after my stuff yeah and it's mainly to control the emotions so that yeah. i'm not playing with my own family's money yeah thinking that i'm backing winners when i'm not and sticking to the plan so you know what I tell people when I, you know, talk to talk, you walk to walk, you do it, you know, you, you, you preach, you do what you preach. But thanks for sharing that. Two quick ones for me before we wrap up. One, last couple of years have been a bit up, down, left, right, thrown on the thrown on its head. I was looking to my book saying, where's this pandemic rule book that I need to kind of do? And, I, you know, it wasn't there. And, you know, obviously back to, you know, all the experience and the knowledge and kind of putting it all together to adapt. But 2022, a lot of mixed opinions going on at the moment and we don't have a crystal ball. No one knows what's going to happen tomorrow. But just what's your gut feel of 2022 based on the fundamentals and the metrics that you see? Um, well, so uh, this is a, a fun thing to say, right? As I live my life, as, my, as we live our lives linearly, I don't know how this is going to end. So mm -hmm. point one, I, I don't mm -hmm. actually, I really don't know how it's gonna but but over this you know time that we've been doing this mm. we've had down markets and up markets you know all the way along we've generated 20 percent per annum for our clients with you know quite a lot of outperformance on an annual basis over that whole time so i don't know how it's going to roll in 2022 it, you know the market could have a, a number of bad months periods quarters could have a number of up months mm -hmm whatever we get through, you know, we will play the hand we are dealt. Mm. So, so I don't know where it's going. Mm -hmm. 
but mm -hmm. we, we're focused on it and mm -hmm. we will attempt to use the process mm -hmm. to generate better returns than the market mm -hmm. return that gives people. Mm -hmm. That's that's really all we can do, right? That I, I don't have a crystal ball. Exactly. And, 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 and for viewers and listeners here, we've got one of the best men in the business saying that uh, openly and honest. And um, you've heard me say this before. And so we as professionals also try to not fall into the crystal ball. Um, so you can look and see it. It's very tempting, but we try not to do it. And, you know, 2022, I'm sure we can expect surprises like we've expected all the time. There'll be ups and downs. There'll be lefts and rights. So I think it's a matter of, once again, everyone sticking to the plan. You'll hear me say it again. It's pretty boring. Alex repeated it again, sticking to the plan. It's a pretty good one. Keep to the, the code. Plan. Keep to the code. That's exactly right. Now, many, many years of doing this, and I want you to imagine you're speaking to a young 18, 19-year-old you know, person. What's something you wish you could tell them or what's something you could even wish you could tell yourself many, many years ago? So the question is, what is something you wish you knew at the start of your investment journey or you would like to share to someone in their investment journey? Okay, so uh, the person the, the person who wins at life is the person who dies with the, the largest number of friends, not the most money or anything else. It's the person that has the largest number of intimate relationships. I mean, intimate in the proper sense, right? So if I could talk to my 20-year-old self, it would be keep your friends close mm -hmm. and try and get as many of them as you can. One mm -hmm. of the guys that works with us is, has mm -hmm. been my friend for, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. proud to say, 50 years. Mm -hmm. And he's still my best friend. He's mm -hmm. an awesome, he's an awesome uh, analyst and a, mm -hmm. a, a, a guy. And so mm -hmm. my advice to my 20-year-old is be nice mm -hmm. to your friends. There you and go. You there. Family. And when you get a family, them too. But as I didn't have a family at 20, that's mm -hmm. not that important. Yeah, I get it. It's, it's very it's very interesting you say that because, you know, we talk about investments, we talk about all this, but it's got a lot to do with life. And a person who was really close to me was my grandfather. And when you said that, he passed when he passed away, the, the church was full of people, yeah, paying their respects to my grandfather. But along the, during his life, I didn't know him to have a lot of those friends, but he had intimate relationships where he didn't even need to see them all the time. It was just closely connected. And as my career has advanced in the last, you know, two decades in the finance game, we all know it's not what you know sometimes, it's also who you know as well too. And having those relationships where you've got that opens a lot of other doors. So it's not just the intimacy of having those close connections, but it's also the networks and the ability to, 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 to and, grow. And it's, not, and it's not just that, you know, if you're kind of really together in your own kind of emotional mm -hmm. life, it's a really powerful tool for being able to think your way through problems because you're not mm -hmm. distracted by stuff that's, hurtful right that's mm -hmm. really important in order mm -hmm. to think clearly you know mm -hmm. have you know keep your relationships close to you because that's really important well alex it has been an absolute pleasure having you on um i once again i thank you for jumping on um it has been really really good to jump on um, to another episode of cash talk and have you here with us um, for all the viewers and listeners, um, you just need to literally Google the man's name and you will find him. Um, but yeah, once again, Alex, thank you again. Um, and yeah, have a great one, mate. Thanks, John. Thanks, thanks for thank your you. time. Thanks, thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks.